drive home. For all your driving needs in Cyprus, there's no other chauffeur service that will offer better service and better timing on the whole island than Elite Taxi Service. They specialize on tours, all types of ceremonies and celebrations and making your travel needs all the more simpler. Just don't get out the car like this. It hurts. And we call taxi, and Kilian, I opened the door to find, I put him to taxi, and I close the door, and I want to go inside, and Kilian go out. <laughs> You're going to get someone messaging you afterwards saying, why did you mention me? <laughs> hey, fuck <laughs> <laughs> She say, you, I cry because you are here today. Ah, Welcome to another edition of the No Chof Des podcast. Don't forget to like, 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 subscribe, tell your nunna. Um, yeah, wow, okay. Where do I begin? Well, we won, which is the main thing. Um, we played against a very resolute, stout Ethnigos team who have given us a few problems recently. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Gobelia, it was a bit of a, a close game. It was a bit of a close game. But bottom line is, we got the three points. And guess what? We're this close to staying up with this. Actually, we're, we're safe, aren't we? We're safe. I, I don't think we're going to go down. I think it's mathematically impossible. I think it'll be some kind of weird Jumanji kind of situation if we ever went down this season anyway. But hey, listen, a win's a win. And I'll tell you what, it was a much better performance than the one we saw last week against Olympia Goz, wasn't it? Um, look, we had a very, very good performance against Ireland in the Cup. Got through to the next round. That was the main thing. Uh, and I think when it came to this game, the bottom line was keep your fitness up, try not to get any injuries and bring in some players who need minutes, who haven't played for a while, who have come back from injury. And fact is, we won the game. It wasn't pretty by no means. Uh, I think that was our first proper chance that we had. And we put it away. But listen, they got to win ugly. And this will do our confidence the world a good. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, really pleased with the overall performance. As I said, it was a bit ropey at times. Ethnicos had a few opportunities. And uh, Giriagiris, who started... Kept us in the game, kept us in, there, especially second half. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not um, overly thrilled with the with the defensive display. Uh, I think they got in behind us a bit too easy on certain occasions. That being said, you know we played against a team that obviously are fighting for their lives, and. Um, They've been fighting for their lives all season. It was never going to be an easy game, but 
as I said, we got the win, and that's the main thing. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty pleased about this. In all fairness, to be honest, Gobelli, I don't really know how much I can go into this game. In all fairness, because there wasn't too much really to to discuss. I mean, you guys watching live, if you are watching live, let me know what you thought about the game. Um, as you can see, obviously, I'm on my own. Roy is uh, at work, and Chris is just being Chris. Really, I don't know what he's doing with himself. He's probably walking his dog or practicing his DJing or maybe he's trying to balance plates on his head. I don't know. Chris does all some random things sometimes. I don't know, but I'll go through the lineup anyway. So we went 4-2-3-1, which seems to be the preferred formation. Giragiri's in goal. Kiko Lang, Banayodu and Huber Chan at right back. Hubo back off the suspension. Yasuo um, Pedro. Yeah, he's eating gubes. Hopefully he's not going to be sick this time. But anyway... Um, Hubo back in the team after suspension, captain's armband as well. And I'm not going to lie to you, when I found out that Zach Powell was playing left wing against Hubo, yeah, I, I got the heebie jeebies, you know. Because when you see a, a fullback, he's not really a traditionally traditional fullback, is he? Let's be honest, and he hasn't really got the legs. So I thought we would get skinned, especially for pace. But in all fairness to Hubo, he, he did, a, he had a pretty decent game. Had a pretty decent game. First five, ten minutes, all right, he looked a bit out of sorts. But, you know, again, we, we played against an Ethigos team that started on the front foot. They pressed us very, very high. And they tried to play with a lot of pace and intensity. And when you're a team such as ourselves who, again, loads of changes, uh, a big result midweek, not really wanting to overexert ourselves too much, risking injury, they did uh, come at us. But again, we, we held our own. And I think we did well. Bash and, and Humble in the middle of the park were, were decent. Got no complaints. I could tell Humble was getting brushed off the ball a bit too much. Uh, the physicality clearly was a bit of an issue. But as I've said time and time again, these youngsters need to play games. And they need to play at high level and first team football against players who are perhaps older than them, more physical than them, so they can get that expertise and get that experience. And I'm pretty sure Humble will learn from this game. Got a bit frustrated, picked up a yellow card. But whenever he got onto the ball, you could tell he was positive. He wasn't looking for a sideways pass. He was always looking to, to play it forward. Okay, a few misplaced passes, but you're going to get that. You're going to get that. But listen, he had a good game. Um, interestingly enough, Christo played as a number 10. I thought Lovera or, or um, Botiak were going to play as a number 10. But Christo played uh, as a 10. Position he hasn't played for us before. He's usually been on the left. And I think he had a decent game. Again, similar to Humbo in the sense that he didn't really get much time on the ball. And when he did, he was crowded out. Don't forget, Ethnic guys had two very, very physical central midfielders and very good on the ball as well. Very experienced. And that obviously showed. But as an overall performance, first start, as far as I'm aware, especially as a number 10, I think he did all, all right. Lovera and Eric. I'm not going to talk about Lovera just yet. I'm going to talk about Eric. Eric had a good game. He had a very good game. I think he was our best player, in all fairness, um, over the 90 minutes anyway. With Eric, he was very positive on the ball. He was tracking back. There was one instance when we were a goal up, he tracked back, won the ball. 
Uh, in fact, he blocked a shot, which ended up being a corner. So, again, we're seeing signs of progress, especially from certain players. And Eric's one of them. Now, Lovera, I'll, I'll keep saying this until I'm blue in the face, and you're probably getting fed up with this. I, I, I don't know what to make of him. I genuinely don't know what to make of him. I see a very talented footballer. I see a very positive footballer. Very good on the ball. He tries to get things going. You can see he's creative. He was on the left-hand side today. We started off on the left-hand side anyway. And a lot of the time he was tracking back. He was checking runners. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. No complaints whatsoever. But I just think his end product is lacking. And you could say he's young. How old is he? 22, 23? So he's still got a, <laughs> a lot of years left in him. But when you come to Cyprus and you're playing for Omonia, forget the, forget the size of the club. Let's, let's forget the name. When you're playing in Cyprus in games like this, where there isn't really much to play for, but you know that your parent club are going to be watching you. You need to do more. And I think the issue Lovera has, he's trying too hard. And some people might hear this and think that makes no sense whatsoever. But when I say trying too hard, I mean, he's obviously doing the basics. But it's almost as if he's trying to be four or five steps ahead of everyone else. He's always looking for that incisive ball. Great. But his teammates aren't on the same wavelength as him. And that's why you see a lot of misplaced balls. That's why you see a lot of um, a lot of frustrating elements to his game. That being said, he's a very creative player. He's a ball player. He's a street player. He can beat a man. He can drop a shoulder. He can beat a man. He's, he's fantastic um, in tight spots. He's very good, low, uh, low, low, low center of gravity and very good close control. And he can only improve. <laughs> but will he improve our Omonia? This is the thing. And while he's practically played every game, I mean, I can't think of any game he hasn't started or he's contributed since joining. You need to play regularly and you need to be at a club that catered to you when you're that kind of player. There are so many footballers around the world who I can think of. I'll give you, for example, Adel Tarapt. You're going to think, who the, who the fuck is this guy? He plays for Benfica, but he used to be at Queen's Park Rangers in the championship. And they had a phenomenal season with Tarapt. As a number 10, he was everywhere. But what their manager said, Neil Warnock, was never give him the ball when he's in our half because he's a liability. And by that, he meant... He's always going to try something flash or he's always going to try something outlandish, which will never work. Lovera's that kind of player. I think he's less of a liability on the ball than, than Tarapt in, in his own half. But as I said, he's trying to do the impossible sometimes. And, and, you know, hats off to the guy because you're making the effort. You're trying. You're, you're attempting different things. Passes that perhaps your teammates aren't going to anticipate. 
And this is the confusion for me because he's been at the club since January. So it's in January, February, March, April, and Duxy. We're in May now. So this is, this is his fifth month at the club. Let's call it four months to be fair. And you're training with the players, your teammates. Surely they should know you by now and surely you should know them by now. Now, this isn't me shitting on the guy. I've got no issues with him whatsoever. I think he's been a good player for us. However, the way that we are at the moment, we need progress. And we obviously don't know if he's going to be with us next season. Uh, Alexandro says he wouldn't pay to, to bring in Lovera. A free transfer can be considered. Well, that's fine. But do you think Olivia Goz would allow him to leave on a free? I can't see that happening. I don't know. I don't know if he's out of contract. I don't know his contractual situation at Olympia at the moment, in all fairness. So, I don't know. I don't know. But again, he's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? You don't know where you're going to get from him. As for Gagul, feeding off of scraps again, as as you'd expect right now, the way that we set up um, with the players in behind him and, and the way that we were playing today, I think he chased down everything that he possibly could. He was sliding in, trying to win ta tackles closing players down. When you've got a player like Gagulli, he's one of these players where he doesn't need to be involved in the game too much. He can go five, ten minutes without touching a ball, but his movement alone causes problems. Pace kills, and he's got that in abundance. And as we saw with the winner, that is just a, it's an incredible goal from start to finish. If you look at the way that we scored the goal from winning the ball back in our own box, yeah, some will claim that it should have been a penalty or could have been a penalty. I think it's anything wrong with that, in all fairness. If, I think Ilya was was chasing a lost cause and Shehu won the ball. Um, and Shehu went again for the ball and he, he got the ball first and the man went over. And then the way that we broke. And uh, Goggle's run, the timing of the run... The finish, one-touch finish, it practically sums up everything I've said about the guy for the past few months. We played Bayek and we beat them 2-1 and there was, he scored a cracking goal from outside the box. But then afterwards, he missed a header from five yards out and people gave him a lot of stick. And my response to that was, he's getting in the right positions He's making the runs. He's finding pockets of space. He's getting into goal-scoring positions. But he's not putting them away. Now, if he wasn't getting in those positions, I would be very concerned. I'd be very frustrated. But you could tell his game has changed. He's adapted to his situation, adapted to the style of the team. And he's probably realised that, yeah, there's going to be matches where he's not going to get a sniff. And he's only going to get half a chance. And he's going to have to make it count. And today is the perfect example. He had one opportunity. That ball, on another day, might have gone into Gertides. It might have gone wide. But the finish, the precision, that's a great finish. That's a fantastic finish. And it's a very difficult finish as well. Now, I don't know if any of you have played football. I have, not at a fantastic level. When a ball is fizzed in like that, and you've had to arch your run anyway for a start. It's difficult. The finish was fan fantastic. The fact that he timed his run. And do you know what? Some players might have felt that they were on offside and have 
just shanked at it and it would have gone anywhere. But again, that's a quality finish. I, I can't stress to you guys how good that finish was. Can't stress it enough, should I say. But let me take a step back here because there's another player that was heavily involved in that goal. And again, another player who's been criticised a lot. I've, I've, I've been a critic, don't get me wrong. But like I said in the last game against Ayel, this kid is coming on leaps and bounds and his confidence is back. And that's Lois, obviously. The kid came on. Um, and you know what? It wasn't just what he did on the ball. It's what he did off it. He was getting forward, making runs off the ball. When we got hit on the counter, he'd race back. There was one occasion where he ran 60 yards, chased the lost calls, won the ball back. No, let me start that again. He ran 60 yards, closed the man down, blocked the pass, won the ball, and did a trick on the halfway line or on the byline, took out two players and they brought him down. And this is what I've been saying about the kids. He's, he's an outstanding talent. Outstanding talent. But when your confidence is down there, everything goes wrong. Nothing goes right for you. And his ball for the... Uh, for, for Goggle, for the, for the goal. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Again, perfect weight on the ball. Knew exactly where the run was. And this is what, this is what I'm going to go back to Lovera. You've got two lads here that have been playing with each other for years. All right, I know they came through the academy, so obviously they know each other's game. And this, this, is, this is park football. This is you playing with your mates. Your mates knowing exactly where you're going to be making your runs. You know exactly where your mates are going to play the ball. And this is that kind of relationship that these two lads have got. So when you see that ball from Loizel, as I said, perfectly weighted and Guggles run, I mean, that's just, that's a brilliant goal. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm just, I keep saying it, I keep repeating myself, but that's a fantastic goal. So yeah, Loizel was fantastic. I think Gira uh, Gidi's goal was brilliant. Again, we, he needed minutes. He, he's definitely deserved an opportunity. So, yeah, it was good to see him making some, some impressive saves. Mix came on, and I think he added a little bit more stability in midfield. Bash, obviously, was uh, was taken off, and he had another good game. But I think Mix coming on gave us a, that little bit of, uh, bit of steel in the middle of the park. So, yeah, overall, it was a, it was a, it was a good performance. Saba, even Saba came on. And Saba, I tell you what, this kid... He's ballsy. You know, he's ballsy. He's, he's, he's another player that shows no fear. And I think that's the great thing about this academy, academy of ours, that these young players, it's almost as if they've been, they've been programmed not to shirk anything. Because if you think about it, every, every player this season that we've seen come through the first team from the academy, or even last season, the year before, and we can even go as far as when Johnny's made his debut. A lot of these kids, they don't, they're not bottlers. I've never seen Loiza shirk a challenge. I've seen him kicked about, but he gets up, he carries on. Humble, the same. And Safa is another one. You can tell straight up. Buzzing about, causing problems. And again, same with Guggle. Pace kills. And he's rapid. Don't get it twisted. The kid is rapid. So I liked it. It was ballsy today. I liked it. Um, Shea who came on. Shea was obviously come back from injury after that 
disastrous game for Nigeria. I mean, for fuck's sake, why he was even brought on? I don't know. I don't know why they brought him on. Obviously, they had um, midfield problems. But yeah, the disastrous game. But he came on. Came on at right back. Second half. And he, he looked confident. He looked comfortable. Ilya was running at him. Ilya didn't get much change out of him. So, again, Shea was coming back to form at the right time. I don't really know what else to say about Bubble Lid, to be honest, I haven't said before. You know what you're going to get from him. You know, there's a, there's a phrase that we say in England. He does exactly what he says on the tin. There's a there's a company called Ron Seagull and they, they paint fences. It's, anyway, whatever. But their phrase, it does exactly what he says on the tin. And that, that's what he does. That's what he does. He's a, you know what you're going to get from him. So that's really all I can talk about, Gobelia. I've gone for 20 minutes, but uh, what else can I say? I'm going to, let me re put some comments out anyway. Nice pass as well, not just a finish. Uh, yeah. What, who do you think we're going to get Stefano? Who do you think we're going to get in the next round of the cup? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I, I, it doesn't matter who you get at this point, does it? Really? Because if you want to win it, you got to beat what's in front of you. So does it matter who we play? On the basis of today, if we get it from the guys, they're going to give us a game. So we can't really, you know, become complacent or worry about who we're going to get. Just, who we get drawn against, we get drawn against and whatever. Fuck it, it is what it is. But yeah. So Bemo. <laughs> who was your MVP then? Who was your MVP today? Again, there's a there's a few players that stood out. Um I, I want to give it to Gaggle because he got the winner. But and and this is me just being me. I'm going to give it to Eric for his contribution all over the pitch. His left wing, right wing, came back to, to track back and win the ball. Um, he kicked about as well, got on with it. The one thing I will say, which, okay, again, just me being picky here. When we get set pieces, especially free kicks on the left-hand side, do we need Eric to take it with his left foot? If Lovera can take free kicks, why can't we have someone with a right foot to whip it in? And that's the only thing I've got to moan about. That's the, that's the only real complaint I have. And it's not really a complaint. It's just a suggestion. But it is what it is. Um, defensively, we will sound again, especially from set pieces. Corners, really threatened. When Anthony Goss got forward, I didn't have that fear or doubt in me. Kiko had a good game. In fact, to be honest, I think Kiko had a blinding game, in all fairness. That's probably his best performance for us. Dead solid. And did you see in the first half when he tried to uh, to score from the halfway line? We had that free kick. Quick thinking, man. Quick thinking. So yeah, Gobella, like I said, nothing really to uh, to get all excited about. A win's a win at the end of the day. And um, the performance was good. Much better than Olympia Goz. And as I was saying to Chris and Roy earlier, could it get any worse <laughs> than the performance against Olympia Goz? But again, I'm not going to shoot on the boys. They won on that pitch today. They gave it their all. And, um, yeah, we're good. We're good, man. We're good. Well, where are we in the table anyway? Oh, it fucking matters, does it? Let's be honest. Let me have a look. Have a look at the... Uh, let's have a look. Fucking hell, man. I should have really come prepared for this one, but... Oh, well. Fucking hell. Yeah, another one, man. Right. So we are... We are... 
Okay, we're top of Group B. We're top of Group B. Here we go. We've got Ethnicos next. Ethnicos are on 20 points. I think that's it for them, isn't it? Grima, man. I like Ethnicos. I like them. Well, everyone knows he's leaving at the end of the year, but still when he's on, he does his job to his best. You talk about Eric. How do we know? Is, is it guaranteed that Eric is leaving? What What do you know there? What do you know, Pedro? Because people are telling me he's either going to Ayaka or Anorthosi. But um, I can't see him going to Anorthosi. I really can't see him going there. That's just my opinion, anyway. Lovera and Loizo were very good. So who was your MVP there, Stefano? Pick one. Pick one. But yeah. Um, oh. Another thing. As you're probably aware, if you look at the ticker at the bottom, we've got another sponsor. Um, Elite Taxi Service. Thank you for sponsoring the, the podcast. And we've got two more sponsors lined up for the next two shows. If you have any friends or family or anyone that would like to give their company a bit of exposure, let me know. I'll gladly add them on. They don't have to pay for anything, as I keep saying time and time again on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever. You do not pay. All of this is free. So if you want free advertising, free sponsorship, let me know and I'll, I'll gladly help you guys out. So at the ticker you got at the bottom, that's the number to call. That's the email address. There's a Facebook page. So, yeah. Lucky win today, I see. Is this Rodri? It's probably Rodri. It wouldn't surprise me if it's Rodri. And it wasn't a lucky win, Malaga. Come on, don't be silly. As for Eric, I told you what I know already. I know you told me what you know. But you told me that you have the best Gubez, but the one that you gave Chris made him sick on the fucking highway. So how can I trust you? Giria Giddies was your MVP there, George. Okay. Okay, he's going for the goalkeeper. And Daxi, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He did keep us in the game, in all fairness. You would have preferred Oxford to be relegated. Nasty team. Yeah, well, we know about their links with a certain club, don't we? Do, do we need to talk about that? Shall we talk about that? Yeah, it's definitely Rodri. Yeah, see, it doesn't, it doesn't have his name there, but it's, it's Rodri. It's Rodri, 100% Rodri. Rodri, how's your Upworld team doing at the moment, mate? You know Rodri's a, a closet Upworldista, by the way, Corvella. So, um, yeah, but don't take it out on him. He's a good boy, really. I'll speak later, pal, off to celebrate. Oh, Eddie Howe, oh, Newcastle won today, did they? Oh, they won, okay. But they couldn't beat Spurs, could they? But Graham Potter's Brighton did. Rodri and I have a back and forth about who's the better manager, Graham Potter or Eddie Howe. I think Graham Potter is up here. He thinks Eddie Howe is like someone fell. But yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I got fucking crusade every fucking shit that's available that they don't. <laughs> uh, see, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. So, you know, there's, there's three sides to every story. There's one side, the other side, and there's the truth. So, and that's you're right. Ethnic goes relegated again is equally sweet as dogs. So why? What, 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 what have Ethnic goes done to you, man? What have they done to you? Two, two on Guimaraes Brace. Are you not doing your dream team, by the way? My, I think my fantasy points were shit today, man, or this weekend. Fucking terrible. How many have I got? 15. This is resilient, man, honestly. Oh, yeah, but there's a double game week because Arsenal are playing Chelsea and. Newcastle playing Palace. I've got them. Yeah. I think everyone's probably watching the FA Cup semi-final, but I don't know. So, yeah. All right, Gobelia. Well, look, 
I don't know what else to, to discuss. Is there anything else you guys would like me to, to talk about? Because I can't really think of anything else. Can't think of anything else. Um, that's it. That is pretty much it. So look, as I said, um, like, subscribe, tell your nunna. Follow me on Instagram if you're not already doing it so far. Um, we're close to 1,300 subscribers, which I'm pretty pleased about. In fact, I'm ecstatic about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think we'd ever get 100 subs, let alone 1,300 when we first started doing this. So, yeah, thanks for your support. Thanks for your contributions, Gobelia. So, um, yeah, until Wednesday when we've got Ethnigos again. Oh, my God, it's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Fucking hell. Hopefully, they'll put 10p in the, in the meter so it can fix the lights so that the lights will come on, you know? Do you remember when I was a kid, I used to go to Sferistiro around the corner from my Yaya's house. So I can go to the fucking thing. And she give me the galero and I go and I change it, whatever. In all the games, flipper, as they used to call it, pinball. Do you guys still call it flipper? Anyway, do you even have Sferistiro? I don't remember seeing any arcades inside because you lot have all got fucking PS5s these days. Anyway, so... When you go to the Sphere Studio, you go to play the arcades, you put 20, 20 cent or they got cent, however much it was, and you play the game. In England, or back in the old days, you used to put 10p, 10 cents in the in the meter, and you'd have your lights and your electricity, all that kind of shit. And whenever it, the, the, it ran out, it was on a timer, you had to put it in again. Is that what you have to do at Ethnigos? You have to put, you know, cent in the fucking Mihani so the lights will come on. Is that why they broke the last time? Is that why they weren't working? And the thing is, of all the people that are in the fucking stadium, not one person was an, was an electrician. Not one of them. So some fucking bum boy in the Gerkida couldn't turn around and say, Ella, I'll fix your, your lambes. Yeah, you go say, I don't know, man. What the fuck is this? Come on. Flip, whatever, flip. It is pinball. F posh. Posh. I've always called it flipper. Thank you very much. Ade. There is a mudrasu, man. Ade. Well, look. Listen, Gobelia, thank you for tuning in. I've done half an hour of rambling. So, yeah. Back again Wednesday, hopefully for another victory. And then when is the, the fucking cup draw anyway? I don't even know when the cup draw is, but whatever. When the draw is announced, I'm sure we'll do a, an impromptu show. And we need to do a Q&A therapy session again sometime, don't we? we? It's due. It's been a while. So let's uh, try and figure something out. Anyway, until next time, Gobelia. Bye, Michelle. Let's fucking go, man. We're staying.